light of the world, the shepherd of the sheep, the vine and the, we are the branches. Thank you for your lordship. Forgive us of our sins, sanctify us, speak to our hearts this morning, and we'll praise you forevermore. Thank you for your healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. Church, amen again. Boy, the choir tore that up. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. My God. When I think about, and you know, the problem in the church, we don't think. We move by feelings. When I think about what he's done for me, and the first thing we ought to be thinking about is that we were unworthy for him to save us, but he saved us anyhow. Can I get a witness? Uh, you know, I know you think you good. It's not a good thing about you. There's none good but God. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light and my salvation. If it had not been for Jesus, I'd be in hell this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Truly, God is an awesome, awesome God. Now, Deuce, where are you? Raise your hand. Dr. Deuce. Where, where is he? Come on up here, boy. This boy got a doctorate in theology. He's a bad boy. Come on up here, man. It's my heart. Come on up here. There you go. Now, this is, a, this is somebody's theologian, somebody's preacher. Come on up here, man. Come on up. Watch, watch yourself. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Don't be like Llewellyn. You all right, boy? I love you, man. You all right? You sure? I like that earring. Here, let me try it on, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sit down, man. Sit down, man. We love you, man. Deuce was across the street when I was preaching. And at that time, I said anything not directly connected to Christ is going to hell. So I did all the sororities and fraternities and the Masons. I just include everybody in it. And he put his head down. Was going like this. <laughs> no, they, they're good people, man. You look great. You look great, man. You look great. I'm going to let you say something in a moment. Praise the Lord. And, uh, man, we go way back, and uh, he is a gifted, gifted, uh, great young man. Thank God for him. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, there's a great TV series named CSI, which depicts to the TV audience the investigative initiatives of a crime scene. 
And what's so spectacular about the picture is that once a crime scene has taken place, detectives and police show up, but they have already put yellow police tape around the area to ward off anybody from entering that area because they don't want the crime scene compromised. They don't want to disturb, yeah, the territory that's in question. Um, they want to investigate to see if there's fingerprints, DNA, or fibers that can be used to determine the crime. In a similar sense, we that are saved, we are a crime scene. And the Holy Spirit is out to gather the DNA, the fingerprints, the fibers, to prove to us that we need help. Can I get a witness? Y'all get quiet all you want. That is, we're confused, we're contrary, uh, we tend to criticize others and don't want criticize, criticizing to come back to us. I told you, watch people that cannot take onus. Keep your eyes open when people cannot come to the table and see themselves. That they are in denial. And denial is one of Satan's major weapons against God's people. Do I have a witness? That, that is, that is, when we begin to look at uh, this crime scene, we can't be free because we live by feelings and not by faith. Yeah, we have some stuff going on on the inside. And I'm so glad that uh, Leroy, and I told Leroy, that's big of you, because for... For, for a long time, Leroy would just talk about how his lovely wife would just bring breakfast up to the bed. And I looked at Leroy and said, that ain't all you did. Eat breakfast. You know when we help other people, when they hear and see the transformation of your life, let your light so shine that others may see where the Lord brought you from and glorify God, which is in heaven. Amen? So, so, so we thank the Lord for his powerful testimony. Thank the Lord that God continues to work on us. But man, listen, we are a crime scene from the pulpit to the door. And I want to say this, as, as, as diligent as I tried to be for the last 32 years, as devoted, dedicated, amen, as I tried to live a clean and healthy 
and pure life before the Lord, and it almost killed me. Before I did all that, amen, I had major issues. Can I get a witness? You, you see the diligence. You see the drive. You see me running. You see me not quitting, not crying. But what you don't see, amen, Brother Deuce, is the restlessness, the lack of relaxation, the interference in uh, relationships. Uh, there, there's a price that we pay. And when we are intellectual on the outside and people want to compliment you, they don't see the inhibitions on the inside. Are y'all praying with me? They don't, they don't, there's something else that's countering, amen, what's positive on the outside. Can I get a witness? And some of us can't. We, we got these strongholds. We cannot not only confess, we can't even talk negative about ourselves because our conditioning has not allowed us, amen, to be the reason for the season. Hanging there with pastor. We can't say, you know what? That's me. I'm wrong. You're right. I, I didn't do this right. You're right. And, and, and I was saying this morning, when, when, when women are in conflict in their relationships, they run to the children. And when men are in conflict, they run to work. Hanging there with pastor. I'm trying to teach you something. Because both children and work are not going to reject you. They're not going to, amen, uh, uh, bring negativity to you. They're going to accept you, amen, and love you, amen, amen. And you feel, listen to this word, counseling term, you feel safe. We don't feel safe about everything. I don't feel safe sharing with you my most internal ideas. Now, I shouldn't be married to you. If I'm married to you, I got to learn to feel safe. Because when God says, husbands, love, agape your wives as Christ loved the church, he's saying three things. Number one, sacrificially love her. Sac the, the word sacrifice, the Old Testament term, it's going to cost you something. You, you got to show up with a sacrifice that you took out of your stall that's going to cost you something. So husbands, you got to sacrifice for your wives. You got to serve them like Jesus washed the disciples' feet. Are y'all with me? And then you got to submit to God for them. Three S's. You got that. The women, no matter how intelligent you are, and I know most of y'all think you're more intelligent than your husband, you got to subject to him. You got to respect him because he is the head. Come on now. Amen. And, and, and so the Bible says, if a man does not love himself, that's your problem. He can't love his wife. So everybody that can't love the wife got a problem with loving themselves. And the reason you can't love yourself, because you got a reflective problem. You don't really know who you are. Can I get a witness? I'm going to get you out the door in a minute. So, so in this crime scene situation, pastor wants to lay out what, <laughs> what James, the half-brother of Jesus Christ, had to say. What Paul had to say, what Peter had to say, three different 
ideas about this crime scene. I was saying this morning about marriage counseling. You just don't go through a book about marriage counseling and then marry people. You got to let them know that uh, there are duffel bags of issues, idiosyncrasies, and insecurities you don't know about. I'm so sick and tired of people dating and think they do everything. Turn in and say, you in for a surprise. It's called Jekyll and Hyde. You ain't seen everything. You only think you've seen. You ain't seen everything. You, you ain't seen everything. I see y'all on Sunday. Y'all got a smile on your face. You saying, praise the Lord, but some of y'all full of hell. And you're full of confusion. You're full of dysfunction. You don't think right. You don't act right. You, come on now. You got your choice people you smile at. Then you got others you got attitudes at. Jesus ain't in all that stuff. Can I get a witness? Are y'all praying with me or what? I'm trying to get y'all out of here after I talk about you. But listen to this. All of us are messed up. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So stop blaming your stuff on somebody else. Learn to say, I'm at fault. I blew this. I was wrong. It'll make you more humble. And God will bless you. Can I get a witness? Don't, don't take for granted ain't nothing wrong with you. In the name of Jesus. That, that is, that is, that is. Pastor's going somewhere this morning. First, I want you to turn to James chapter 4 because James tells us about the place of our reflection. Turn to your neighbor and say reflection. We're talking about, amen. We're talking about stuff that was in your life before you got married, before you had kids, before you came to St. Matthews. Reflection. Reflection. James helps us, Deuce, to understand God's place of historical hurts and hindrances with his providence working. My God. Pro video, providence. God says, I'm controlling all things. Even the trials in your life, even your historicity, even your hurts, your hindrances, everything that has happened in your life, I allow for my own glory. Do I have a witness? So James chapter 4, and James is practical faith. We understand that. What do you mean by practical faith? Well, in chapter 1, James says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Well, wait a minute. You mean I ought to get joyful when trouble is coming in? Absolutely. Why? Because God got his hand on it. For the trying or fire testing of your faith will work out perseverance is the Greek word for patience. God wants you to have a longer wick. God wants you to be able to withstand some fire. God wants you to be predetermined that you will make it no matter what happens. Can I get a witness? I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. 
nor seed begging bread. Well, bring me going, now, how do, you, how do you know, how do you know, how do you know, how do you know God going to bring you out? Well, because my Bible says, amen, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast back into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar thereof, there is a stream that shall make glad the city of God. God is in the midst of her. Be still. And know that I'm God. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. Do I have a witness? Look what James says real quick, chapter 4, verse 1. From whence place, metaphoric place, from whence cometh these wars? The Greek word for war means, listen to this. An ongoing opposition of conflict. He's talking to believers. All believers will face on a daily basis conflict. We're fighting between these two natures. The old and the new. That's why Paul said in Romans 7, he said, uh, 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 he, he says in Romans 7, and I'm, I'm trying to pick up on two or three verses. He says, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Didn't he say that? That's where your feelings are housed. That's where your rationale is housed. That's where your sense of happiness is housed. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Amen. With my mind, I serve the law of God, but in my flesh, the law of sin. Oh, wretched man that I am. When I would do good, evil is always. Isn't it always? It's always opposing me. Can I get a witness? That, that is, that is, these, these, these wars, these oppositional wars and fightings among you, he's talking about church folk, amen, he's talking about saved folk, come they not even hence of your or our lusts which war within your members. Now, in the Greek, what's causing the lust is hedonism. We have hedonistic ways interwoven in our lusts that oppose the very word of God. Some of y'all on Facebook. And then God's will for you to be there all the time. Can I get a witness? Y'all get quiet all you want. Some of the people you're going back and forth with, some of them are messed up. Can I get a witness? It's dysfunction. It's, 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 it's getting opinions you don't need. Do I have a witness? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's hearing things that won't heal or help you uh, do I have a witness uh, that, that is these wars are on the inside they're continuous and I want you to hear what James is saying there's a conflict from within now, now let me stop Paul's apart I had conflict before I married Sister Gordon 
I've been married 32 years. Before I got married, I had conflict. She had conflict before she married me. She ain't blaming all her conflict on me. No. No. Well, I was happy before I met you. No, you weren't. That's why you married me. You was hoping that you would get out of that stuff in the name of Jesus. If you was that happy, you wouldn't have married me. It's getting tight up in here. Our lives is a crime scene from God's perspective. Hedonistic ways. A desire to be rich. A desire not to work that hard. A desire to retire early. A desire to be free. All, all of that are gimmicks of Satan. And we go for it. We go for it. We go for it. Every time these wars, these wars oppose us. My God. That, that is, James is saying, talking about the place, you lust and you have not, you kill, the word kill is murder, you have bitterness against people, you have your favorites that you think love you but won't tell you the truth. You, you know one thing I really appreciate about my parents, and I love they in heaven, boy, they tell you the truth. And my mom always said this, I don't mean no harm. And here it comes. She told my brother one time, I don't mean no harm, but Negro, you need a haircut. <laughs> oh, I love it. I was in seventh grade. I told y'all this story. My brother, we was in junior high school. He brought this girl over on a Sunday night, Marsha. Marsha was so pretty, it was frightening. So we all sitting there watching Ed Sullivan. And uh, all we had was a, a living room this big, a dining room this big, and a kitchen this big, and two bedrooms upstairs with six kids. Y'all ain't ready for this. And there wasn't no chimney, so the Santa Claus deal wasn't going to last that long. And we sitting there watching Ed Sullivan sitting there, and he came in and said, Mom, I want you to meet something. So she said, Hello, how are you? You may have a seat. You know, because in them days you stood up till they tell you have a seat. People ain't coming to your house going in your refrigerator and all that kind of stuff. You know, you know and, and, and uh, so my brother, Butch, that's my heart. He's sitting there, we're looking at Ed Sullivan, he's talking like this. <clears throat> <clears throat> now we ain't got nowhere to go so I don't know why he was trying to click <clears throat> so, so my so my mother said she said nigga you can clean your throat all you want when, 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 when Ed Sullivan is over she going home I said that's it I'll never bring a girl up in here doc you, you forget that but, but you understood. Didn't you understand? You understood there was a curfew on the door. There was a curfew on the refrigerator. Come on now. You understood that stuff. And, 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 and so, child of God, you know, clarity is a beautiful thing. Can I get a witness? 
clarity is a beautiful thing. And he says that this paralysis of the place that you're in affects your prayers. You ask and you have not. Come on now. You fight and you can't have because you're asking a mist. James is identifying this place of conflict. And the conflict is in my heart, in my mind, in my soul. The conflict. The conflict. There's a continual conflict in the life of the believer. And the only way that conflict is, is silenced is that you give the jurisdiction to the Holy Spirit to shut the old nature and make it inoperable. Amen? There's no eradication of the flesh nature. What do you mean by that? That nature ain't going nowhere. No eradication of the flesh, flesh nature. The conflict keeps going on. And, and, and we got conflict from birth, birth orders. We got conflict from, from, from parents. We got conflict from growing up. We got conflict from experiences and exposures. Do I have a witness? Oh, yes, we do. Something happened to you years back, but somebody innocent's paying for it today. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. The one that you sent in through hell didn't have nothing to do with your crime. Yeah. Somebody else messed you up in your thinking. And we got these conditioned, preconceived notions, amen, that we start reacting to and don't even know we're reacting to them. From the pulpit to the door, all of us. Hmm. So somebody says something to you again, you say yes. But the wrong person says something. What? You get nasty with the one that's trying to love you and the one that's honest with you, but you want to be sweet to the ones that don't know you. That's a preconceived, that's a... That's a, that's a self-protective device. It's called a stronghold. See, see, if as a baby, if, if, if my father got drunk and beat up on my mother, my mother did something to my father, or I grew up in an environment of hostility, that stuff is in me. So I build up a resistance against it. That's called stronghold, self-protective devices, and Satan controls them. Are, are y'all getting me? So because something happened way back when I was six, seven years old, and I start building a protective device against it, listen to pastor, now in my 40s, you say the wrong thing, I'm striking back at you. Don't be talking to me that way. I don't play that. I'll take your head off. Well, where did that come? It ain't come out of the Bible. It's because... We're living in a crime scene. I told, told Gary Tunsil this morning, I told when we do marriage counseling, don't be, don't be too nice to them. Take them through the books. Give them the word, but don't be too nice to them. Tell them you're about to cross into something that's going to send you railing at times. 
do I have a witness? You coming down the aisle with duffel bags and stuff, and your mate don't even know you got it. They'll learn. Man, I married that. Where that came from? All of us, we're sinners saved by grace. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. And here's what the Spirit of God is going to do. He's going to transform from the inside out. He's going to take those ways that are conditioned, take those ways, amen, that we have put together over the years to protect ourselves. He's going to break it down and build you back up the right way. So everything is Jesus now. Can I get a witness? Well, how do you feel? Praise Jesus. I'm going to make it. Can I get a witness? That, that is, our focus is on him and not on you. Some of us still think we got jurisdiction over our lives, so we're going to predict what's going to be the future. You out of your military mind. God is the one who wakes you up every morning. God is the one that opens up doors. God is the one that's going to bless you or not bless you. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so James talks about this metaphorical place of conflict. Now, I don't talk about it too much, but when I came out of, I was in the military seven years. And when I came out, I, I had, couldn't put my hand on it, but I had some anger. And when I came back to society, I came back to Philly, I, I was totally disappointed. I started to go back in for a career. I, I was just totally disappointed in life. You understand? And uh, uh, I started adopting these mentalities. And I knew the mentalities could be dangerous. You know, like I ain't going to let nobody hurt me. You try to hurt me, I'm going to take your head off. I can tell you right now. It's just, it's, where did this come from? You know, and, 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 and just, just ain't taking nothing from nobody. You know what I'm saying? So 32 years ago when I came here, you know, I came in with a smile. I was a nice guy trying to love everybody and change the church. And folks started getting up in my face, and I didn't realize what was going on. I said, oh, hmm, I know how to handle this. You know, and, and, and so the whole thing is that I had conflict, listen to pastor, on the inside that stayed dormant until more conflict came in. Are y'all you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Your conflict doesn't come out until something agitates it. And when it's agitated, all this stuff starts coming out. Can I get a witness? You start calling people by their names. You've done that before. Can I get a witness? You, you, you got anger, attitude, and apathy. Because what's happening to us, we're not handling the conflict the way God would have us handle the conflict. It's God's will that we just give it over to him. Trust him, not move, not fight, not argue, not bicker, not be partial. Just, Lord, here. 
And, and, and so James talks about that place, that place, that place, that place. And I'm learning almost after 40-something years of salvation, I'm learning how to shut down and be silent and not let my conflict come out. Are y'all you, you understand what I'm saying? Because it will come out. I'm trying to stay down, stay down, boy, like a dog. Stay down, stay down, boy. Down, down. You know, down. And um, all of us, and some of us are passive-aggressive, meaning we don't get angry, we get even. There's some people can smile on your face, and inside they say, yeah, I'm going to take him out. Yeah, Just as crazy as the day's long. Some people want a paycheck and they lazy. I hate lazy people. I don't like them. You next to the devil as far as I'm concerned. When I see lazy people, I'm all on top of them because I'm driven. I want well, lock and load with me. Let's get this thing done. Can I get a witness? So the fact of the matter is all my ways are not right. All my thinking is not right. All my conditioning is not right. Can I get a witness? The fact of the matter is, is that, and I mean, I watch women in the congregation. Uh, girl coming in, in wintertime, come in the door with a mink stole. And I heard a lady say, oh, she thinks she's cute. Yeah, and you know what? You do too. That's why you're saying something. Do what she did, you'll get what she got. Mink stole. Save your money up. Stop buying lottery tickets and save your money up. The fact of the matter is, it's hard for us to see somebody else get blessed because those issues keep coming up. Low self-esteem, no confidence, you don't feel loved. You know, the, the fact James is talking about the place of conflict which is in our hearts and in our minds. And we all got it. Every day. Every day we are in conflict. My God. But James deals with the place, but Peter, uh, Paul deals with the process and the pain. And in Ephesians chapter 1, Beginning at verse 11, you don't need to turn there. Paul says uh, that God works everything after the counsel of his own will. You better take that scripture home. Two different Greek words, bolema, thalema. Bolema means you have nothing to do with God's will. It's secret. Thalema says you do have something to do with carrying out his will. Do I have a witness? So Paul begins the second chapter of Ephesians with the word and conjunction, which you don't start a sentence with, meaning it's a continuation of the first chapter. And you who were dead, darkened, doomed, disobedient, totally depraved, now let me deal with totally depraved. It means you can do nothing to please God. 
You say, well, I'm helping a lady across the street. That ain't pleasing God. Your motive might be wrong for doing it. God is looking at our hearts. And, and, and Paul says, and you who were, past tense, dead, dead as a doornail. Man, I was running to them clubs and partying all the time. I was dead. I was a walking zombie. Remember the walking dead? We were the walking dead. Dead as a doornail. Thought we was alive. Thought we looked good. We was dead as a doornail. And you who were dead, has God now, notice the tenses, you were, but now God has quickened you. He has made you alive. Thank you, Jesus, for making me alive. Because you making me alive, giving me light when it was darkness, affects my decision making. I don't make dumb decisions no more. By the grace of God, I'm preaching up in this place, Doc. I'm not presumptuous as I used to be. I'm not deceived as I used to be. Lord, have mercy. Now, because of the Holy Spirit that's in me, I got some common sense. Do I have a witness? God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that's what a man's going to reap. That's the law of the harvest. You ain't changing that. You can slip and slide, peep and hide all you want. God said, this stuff coming out. Look at the White House. I'm sure they thought they was getting away with something. God is not mocked. He sits high and he looks low. And sometimes some of us think we're so slick, we're going to get away with it, we're going to make it happen. And God just sitting there saying, you're going to fall. And the fall's going to be hard. Do I have a witness? You were dead, you were doomed, you were depraved, you were darkened in sin. So, so, so God has given me an element of light. Amen. To help get others out of darkness. Lord have mercy. That, that is... Paul talks about the pain of being in darkness. Mm. But why did you marry this person? I don't know. I just thought it was the right thing to do. Well, okay, well, we're going to move on and uh, try to make this thing work by the grace of God. And I'm, listen, I don't, I don't counsel no more. I, I counsel leaders if I have to. I don't counsel. I was hard with marriage counseling. I was hard, man. You ain't coming in here and we smiling at each other. Are you ready, Jim? Uh, in five seconds, this tape will self-destruct. <laughs> There's going to be Days of happiness. There's going to be days of hell. 
There's going to be times you thank God. There's going to be times you wonder what in the world God was doing. Can I get a witness? Be, be, because that's, that's the natural bend. And the churches, see these preachers are chumps. They ain't telling you the truth. They tell you what you want to hear. That's a sign of a false prophet. Can I get a witness? Raising kids is work. Earaches, toothaches. You know, got to go up to the school, sports, hockey, or baseball, basketball, football, and then you, th you think you got the next uh, Tiger Woods. And when you find out you got Larry Moe, then you want to get mad at him. You know what I mean? You know, fact, the fact of the matter is, this little girl came up to me this morning. She said, oh, Pastor, go ahead. I said, come and give me a hug, baby. And I kissed her. I said, I love kids, but I couldn't do this again, Doc. I could not do this again. This is work. Can I get a witness? That, 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 that when you begin to look at, hallelujah, this thing that Paul is talking about, he's talking about the pain and the process. Even James says, count it all joy. The pain in the process, and we know that all things are being worked. God is doing something on the inside. Listen, so we see God first and then see ourselves second. We don't want to see ourselves. We don't want to confess that we see ourselves. Here's when you see yourself. I'm wrong, and you're right. I'm weak. And God is strong. I'm faithless, but God is faithful. Mm. Can I get a witness? That's how you know you see yourself. You know, looking at some of these professional football players, they're divas. They're crazy. They're crazy. And, and uh, I wouldn't mind the Eagles getting one, but they're crazy. There's no commitment there. You know, you know listen, listen, listen to pastor. I'm committed to the Lord. I'm committed to my family. I'm committed to this church. I don't care what you put on a table. I don't want nothing Jesus don't want. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it will never satisfy. It'll never satisfy. You know what's going to satisfy you? When the Lord gives it to you. Can I get a witness? It's never going to satisfy because it's out of joint with God's will. And, 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 so, and so child of God, child of God, child of God, when you begin to look at James talks about the plays, Paul talks about the pain, the prophet, but Peter talks about the perspective. Oh, Peter. Oh, Cephas. Oh, Peter. He done been through it all. Peter says in 1 Peter 1, 6, he said, if need be, you are in heaviness through many-sided trials. If you need it, God is sovereign over your suffering. God is sovereign 
over your trials. Everything Satan wants to do to you, he's got to get permission to do it. Go read the book of Job. Satan, where are you going? I'm going back to and fro, seeing who I can trip up. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? Didn't he say that? Job didn't do anything wrong, but have you considered him? And Satan told God, I'll tell you what, take that hedge down that's around him, and I'll make him curse you to your face. See what Satan will do? You can be good, and he's, he's determined to bring you down. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and little do we know, then four so-called friends, Eliphaz, Zobad, all of them came along, and amen, Bildad, all of them came along with advice, and, and, and their advice was traditional advice, church advice, uh, uh, what the average church member would give you. Well, God ain't wrong, you wrong. Something's wrong with the way you're looking at this thing. Uh, do I have a witness? And, and Job couldn't take no more. And he said, uh, uh, cursed is the day that I was born. And he started uh, insinuating that something that God was doing was out of place. And God said, uh, who is this man of darkness? Lord, had gird up your loins and answer me. Where were you? God will do it to you, won't he? Where, where were you when? Yeah, I had all the rivers going to the ocean, and the ocean is not uh, overflowing. Where were you when I put the mountains in place to balance the earth? Where, where were you when I put the Milky Way out there and the moon and the stars take shifts? They've never been laid and the stars I know by name and they twinkle at night. Uh, can I get a witness? And the heavens start preaching. They declare the glory of God and the firmament show forth. The, where were you? Job said, I abhor myself. I put my head in the sackcloth and ashes. Ah, well, Job, what did you learn through this trying experience? All ten of your children are dead. Your wife is nagging you. What did you learn? Your four so-called friends are accusing you. What did you learn through this? There's always something to be learned. Job said, I'll tell you what I learned, Lord. I had heard about you with the hearing of my ears. But now, and after going through all this hell, I've seen you. You got to see God. You got to, you got to see him for who he is. You got to, you can't just hear about him. You got to see, and you can't see him until you go through something. And he brings you out. Can I get a witness? I'm coming in for a landing. So uh, 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 that is that uh, James, the half-brother of Jesus, talks about the place. Paul talks about the pain and the progress. Uh, Peter talks about the perspective. Look what Peter says. Not only if, you, if need be, Peter says, think it not strange. That's perspective. 
concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Here's what you do, but rejoice. Every time you get hit, praise him. Every time things are going topsy-turvy, thanking. In everything, give thanks. It, it may hurt, but learn to thank him. Learn to praise him. Learn to exalt him. Learn to glorify him. You, you say, that's crazy. I'm, I'm hurting. My heart is broken. My mind is split. Come on now. My soul is messed up. I, I know, I know, I know. But I dare you to start a praise service. I dare you to start a prayer meeting. David preached to himself, didn't he? I dare you to, amen, praise him from the highest. Why? Because when praises go up, blessings come down. I dare you to thank him. Lord, my children in trouble, but thank you. I know you're going to straighten it out. Thank you, Lord. Lord, my marriage is on the rocks, but thank you. I know you're going to work this thing out, Lord. Uh, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. Crime scene crime scene and you know who gets touched the most y'all didn't know me in South Philly y'all didn't know me in elementary junior high high school y'all didn't know me standing on the corners them boys in South Philly that I grew up with that knew me when and see me now they're the ones that are persuaded that Jesus is Lord. You, you know why? Because we drank together. I, I shouldn't be saying this in church. We got high together. We partied together. I did what they did. They did what I did. But God snatched me out of hell. Can I get a witness? And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ never will be ashamed of the gospel of Christ because St. Matthews didn't help me. It was God that helped me. Sister Gordon didn't help me. It was God that helped me. My mother and father really didn't help. It was God that brought me out and put me on a street called Straight. And every time, Sister Hicks, I get in trouble. The Lord shows up. Every time I get knocked down, I get back up. Do I have a witness? And the devil has knocked me down over and over and over again. I thought he was throwing an upper, uh, he threw a left hook, he threw a jab, he threw an upper hook, and I went to the canvas. Can I get a witness? Felt groggy, couldn't move. And the umpire, who's the Holy Ghost, said, watch this one. Save this for your testimony book. He said one and he said two and he said three and he said four, five, and six. He said seven, eight, and every time he gets to nine, I get back up. Can I get a witness? And I've got power. Can I get a witness? Every time the devil knocks me down, I get back up. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. 
no weapon formed against you shall prosper when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him do I have a witness I've been young now I'm old I've never I said never I said never seen the righteous forsaken or its seed begging bread. Never. Thank you, Jesus. You're a mighty good God. Let me brag you up. You're an awesome God. You haven't dealt with me according to my iniquities. Can I get a witness? You've been good, Lord. Every time I get in trouble, sometimes I can't even pray. But the Lord of Saboeth, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah M. Kadesh, Jehovah Sikanu, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha, he pulls up and he heals my soul. Won't he heal your saints? Won't he make you whole? Won't he do that for you? Won't he lift you up? Won't he turn you around? The Lord is mighty good. And all he wants you to do is praise him. He wants you to thank him. He wants you to exalt him. He wants you to serve him. Can I get a witness? The Lord is good. We are a crime scene. But as I close, James saw the place. Paul saw the pain in the process. Peter saw the perspective and the persuasion. But Matthew saw the peace. In that pivotal 11th chapter of Matthew, after Jesus had offered himself to the Jews and they rejected him, Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. The pronoun me denotes, he didn't say come to St. Matthew's. He didn't say come to Pastor Gordon. He didn't say come to your mother and father. He said, come to me. It's a personal thing. Didn't he say that? And you'll find rest, listen to this, until your souls. But well, wait a minute, I got to break this down. The soul is made up of three departments, compartments. Your intellect, your emotions, and your will. God is saying, in spite of your issues, idiosyncrasies, and insecurities, when you come to me, I got your intellect. You don't need to figure nothing out. All you need to do is rest in me. Believe in me. Trust me. Commit to me. Do I have a witness? Uh, uh, he, he, he says, intellectually, you don't need to figure anything out. I'm your reward. Emotionally, you don't need to fear no more. You don't need to fret anything. You don't need to let your fractures keep coming at you. I'll give you rest. Won't he give you rest? He says, not only intellectually and emotionally, but ah, in your 
department, Lord have mercy, in that one compartment where you really messed up, can, I'll give you rest. I'll make sure that everything works out. I'll make sure you can sleep at night. I'll make sure that you can brag me up. I'll give you the victory in spite of all the venom. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, Matthew talks about your peace. He says, come unto me. And I got to keep remembering me. Because we got so many systems we keep running to. You run to your friends, they can't help you. You run to your thinking patterns, they can't help you. But when you come into Mr. Jesus, and you're willing to just bow down your head, and before you start your grocery list, I dare you to start praising him. Lord, I want to praise you this morning for who you are. Your King of Kings and your Lord of Lords. Lord, I want to praise you tomorrow for being a mighty good God. In spite of all my mess, you keep delivering me. Lord, I want to praise you this morning for the things I don't even know about. When I was sleeping slumbering, you were still watching over me. Can I get a witness? And I dare you to praise his name. Then I dare you to give him your petitions. Then I dare you to thank him for them. Then I dare you to get up and believe he's going to answer them. And when you walk away, you got peace. I got peace like a river. I got peace that passes all understanding. Thou will keep you in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Can I get a witness? He'll send peace in the midst of your warfare. He'll send peace in the midst of your worrying. He'll send peace when you're out of options. Won't he send you peace? You don't need to get high. He'll send you peace. You don't need to get drunk. He'll send you peace. You don't need new clothes. He'll send you peace. You don't need to buy something. He'll send you peace. Won't he send you peace? He's a peacemaking God. And he's worthy to be praised. Can I get a witness? He's worthy. Any worthy? Any worthy? He's worthy to be praised. Lord, I'm nothing but a crime scene. Yellow tape is all around me. My DNA is on my marriage. My fingerprints are on the church. My fathers are all my children, but I'm going to trust you anyhow. In spite of all my mess, I'm going to give you some praise this morning. I want to thank you for snatching me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. I want to thank you for making a way out of no way. I want to thank you for the years the locusts have eaten. You promised you would restore. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, he's worthy, say yeah, he's worthy, he's worthy to be praised. Look unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer 
your foot to be moved. Can I get a witness? We are nothing more than a crime scene. God wants to clean us up. God wants to transform us. James talked about the place. Paul talked about the pain in the process. Peter talked about the perspective. But Matthew talked about the peace. If you just come to me, I will give you peace. Want to give you peace? Want to give you peace? Any worthy to be praised? Let's stand on our feet this morning. Bless the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're nothing more than a crime scene. Jesus wants to clean up the crime. As every head is bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you need to be saved, Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and rose again, just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Don't go to hell. You must be born again. Raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Or perhaps you want to join a church for a Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? We'd love to have you. Love to have you. Love to have you. Father, in the name of Jesus, overwhelm us with your presence and your peace. We've done it always so long. And we were so wrong. God, we are nothing more than a crime scene. Our DNA is on our children. Our fibers are all over the place. We blame everybody else but us. We got a reason why we are the way we are. But God, this morning we come in the precious name of Jesus. We submit to your Lordship. We're wrong and you're right. We're weak and you're strong. Overwhelm us this morning. As we go out from this place, never your presence. Give us your peace that we know all things are working together for the good. Help us to stop blaming others. Help us to be steadfast and unmovable, looking at you and you alone for our deliverance. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Before you leave, Deuce, work this just stand up corn Deuce. Have a word, man. I love you, boy. Have a word. St. Matthews, bless the Lord. These are roots for me. Uh, I was in the world, came back to the Lord. This was the first church where I came and, uh, and covenanted with people uh, under expository preaching uh, and a sound theological structure. Uh, the Lord has been continuing to keep St. Matthew's in my heart, always a part of my story. I can't tell the story about me without telling a story about you. So I just want to say thank you. It was good to be with you. The Lord made a way. I didn't have it on my plans, but... Uh, I was able to do it and I'm just grateful. And now as we go, I just pray that the Lord will continue to do what he's doing here out there. Amen.
Let me, let me, thank you, man. Uh, let me, let me just share this. There's a scene in Malcolm X where, when, when Malcolm became a minister, and uh, what's his name? Uh, his old partner from the world, he's a steel wit. What's his name? Uh, anyway, he was in the back of the temple, and every time Spike Lee, he was putting his head down every time he looked at him. And he said, see, that's one of the ones I used to, well, this reminds me of him. Every time I look at him, he put his head down. <laughs> but we love him. And listen, listen to pastor. Stop denying the truth. All of us are crime scene that Jesus wants to clean up that will humble you before his presence. We'll see you Wednesday. We love you. Have a great day. We love you. Have a great day. Thank you.